0: And I really wouldn't go into paid advertising with a short time frame in mind. You can work with any budget, like it's not exclusively for huge budgets, but you do need to step into it with a bit of a long term plan because it does take a bit of time to learn. The platforms themselves take time to learn where to show your ads and you yourself take time to learn how to actually use the platforms. So I would say think of it as a longer term strategy, have some clear objectives in mind so that you know what works because if you don't have that at the beginning, you're not going to understand if it's been beneficial or not to you.
1: Hello and welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. Today, I'm chatting to my good friend, Kitty Newman of Trapeze Media, Like me, Kitty started her own marketing agency, but hers focuses on paid ads. And on today's episode, we're talking about how you can explode your ad strategy on Instagram, TikTok, and beyond. And we're also going into detail around the opportunities that exist for small business owners on TikTok right now. So let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Kitty. It's great to see you. Hi, Nikki. Haven't seen you since last week, in fact, at (laughs) 6am. I know. And here
0: I am back in my bed to record with you. Saucy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Kitty and I met on a group programme in 2020. Oh my goodness. The time has flown by. And we've kept in touch because we are accountability buddies. So we have two calls a week at 6am when we work together on Zoom for an hour doing the jobs that we wouldn't normally do. Hence being in bed. (laughs) (laughs) And Kitty, tell us quickly about your agency and what you specialise in.
0: So I run a digital marketing agency called Trapeze Media. We're a creative agency that leads with social media which encapsulates everything social. So we manage day-to-day accounts, community management, engagement, posting, creative. We also manage paid, so paid social, paid search. And we've evolved into building websites. And we also work with a lot of brands to develop their strategy and things like this. And we have a particular leaning to the hospitality and tourism sector. But we do also work with e-commerce and lead gen. As the business has grown, our sectors have evolved.
1: So we obviously have a lot in common when it comes to the work that we do. But one of the things that you do really well is paid ads. Now, obviously, this podcast is about how to grow your business Predominantly organically. However, when your business reaches a certain stage and you have the key building blocks in place when it comes to marketing and strategy, there is a good time to start advertising. And I think listeners, even if you're not at that stage yet, if you are looking ahead to the future and thinking, what might I want to do when I have the budget? And what fun, creative things could I try and do with a paid ads budget? then this is going to be a really great episode to listen to. So Kitty, can you tell us a little bit about the campaign that we're going to be discussing today?
0: Yes. So we manage the paid advertising for a brand called Maxi Miles. They work with very high profile clients to make sure that they can run surveys to their database and provide insights and learnings from various different audience segments. So we've worked with Maxi Miles to reach a particular demographic for them of younger audiences through paid social media advertising. And we've had some really amazing results.
1: So if anybody's listening to this and thinking, that's not my industry, I'm not quite ready to dip my toe in with paid ads. What are some of the reasons that they should still stick with today's episode?
0: Yeah, so I'm glad you asked me that, Nikki, because... All the time I'm being asked, why am I paid ads not working? There's no point me spending money on social media because I throw all this money at it and I don't see any value. And I think that there's a reason for that. And I think it's not understanding what you want your desired outcome to be and not setting yourself up at the beginning to be able to report and understand the outcomes, first of all. So a lot of your listeners will be finding certain elements of social media frustrating. A little bit of budget can alleviate so many frustrations. We hear all the time that Instagram engagement is down. It's like, can't get anywhere. I can't get any likes. I can't get seen. How do I get noticed? And that's where you start to see this pressure to spend money on the platforms come from. Then you see people spend money and they're like, well, I haven't got any sales from that. And it's like, well, okay, let's have a look at what you were spending. Let's have a look at where you were spending it and just take a little bit of a strategic approach. One of the phrases that we have on one of our pages around our training that we do for paid ads is a quote of, I keep boosting posts, but not seeing results. And I think people just go on and boost a post And expect that to change everything, which it won't necessarily do. A thing that you are great at, Nikki, and I think your audiences will have had it drilled into them, is around understanding your audience and reaching your audience, rather than kind of blindly saying, okay, well, I'll get 100,000 views in this video. It's like, okay, well, where did you focus that video? Was it to the right audience? And what are you going to do with those views now as well? You've got 100,000 video views. Great. That is a new audience. And so we can discuss on this podcast how to target the right audiences, how to get them to come back once they've engaged with your content and make your ad spend much more effective.
1: Fantastic. So you're working with Maximiles, you're working with them on paid social What did they need to do with this younger audience? What action did they need them to take?
0: So we take a pretty standard approach to running any new paid ad campaigns, which follows this traditional sales funnel approach, where at the top of the funnel, you've got your broader audience segment. You want to reach them. You want to get them to engage with your content then we go down the funnel where we have our engaged audience who haven't become a customer yet, who we want to retarget with our key sales message, which in this case was a lead. So let's go to the top of the funnel. What we tend to do as a first port of call is run video view ads This is because they're very cost effective. Now, this strategy can run across any platform that you're working on. So we ran these ads on Instagram and Facebook, but you could be running these on TikTok. You could be running the same strategy on LinkedIn. You could be running the same strategy on YouTube. Wherever you're running it, this is quite a good sort of structure to follow. But you've got to make sure that your content is interesting to your audience. And you've got to have done that bit of work initially to understand who you are targeting and then put as much of that information into the platform as you can. The approach we took for this particular client, because we were working with targeting a younger demographic, was creating fun games. And I'd say that a lot of brands can follow this approach. Just because it's a game doesn't mean that it's going to only connect with a young audience. I actually gave an example at a conference the other day where I was speaking, which was full of solar panel people, like lead generation solar panel. I was like, well, why don't you have a game where you've got your solar panels on the roof and you have to tap and hold to get the sunbeam to hit the panel?
1: (laughs) I love that. So you can really do it for anything.
0: Yeah. Just try some ideas and see what sticks. And what we do is we make as simple a game as possible. It's just a series of images and we make those images move really, really fast. So you can tap and hold to get that thing into the place. For this particular brand, we had a PlayStation and we had a disc that would move around the screen and sometimes it would be inside the PlayStation. So you had to tap and hold to get the disc to go in the PlayStation.
1: Can I just interrupt you here? Anyone listening to this might be thinking, that sounds great. You've got an agency who can create this kind of game. How would I even begin? What would you say to them?
0: I'd say you just need two images And some sort of video editing software. If you've got Adobe, then you can do it in the Adobe suite, but you could do this on any sort of video editing software, even on an app, because you just need to be able to move that one image around, make it go very, very fast. And then that's your moving video. It's sort of stop frame animation. And it does take a bit of time, but that's the other kind of misconception with the work that goes into social media. I mean, it won't be a misconception for your audience. They'll all be thinking, I know it takes time. But that, again, is the beauty of paid advertising because you can have that content live and live and live. It's not one time up on your feed and then gone forever. You could run that ad for a year. So I should probably define at this point that when you're running paid advertising, it doesn't appear on your public profile. It can do, but these are running in the back of Facebook. You can have as many ads running as you want, depending on your budget and you can have various different elements that you change. So one could have a different copy attached to it than the other. One might say sign up now, one might say learn more and you can A B test these things. So that's probably a good distinction to make at this point is that these video ads we ran them for months. We're still running a lot of them, the most successful ones. And that's why it feels a little better for you guys where you're thinking oh I need to put in a couple of hours work making that video. You can use that for as long as it's successful and as long as it's working for you.
1: Yeah, and you can really pay attention to what's working, do that testing and just put your budget where it's going to get maximum results. Yeah, that's it, exactly. So you've created this game, or you've created a few versions, you've done some testing. What happened next? How did your target audience respond? So the
0: beauty of running this game or anything that gets your viewer to engage with the content is that one, that's an engagement note to your brand. They've connected with your brand in some way. And two, it feeds this Facebook or Instagram algorithms to say, right, this is your audience. These are engaging. And you get that additional kind of insight. We can then create a new audience from everybody that watches that video. So what we do is create an audience of people who have watched 75% of the video. Why is that so key for anyone listening? Because that's your next step in your sales funnel. So you've gone out to your broad target audience who have the right interests, who are the right age, who have the right hobbies that are related to your brand. But instead of sending them your conversion ad, which in this case was to go to the website and sign up to the surveys panel. We're then sending that to people who have connected to the brand and engaged and also watched 75% of that video.
1: So that means that when they see the next ad, they're far more likely to take that action. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you've created this ad, you've done your very carefully crafted funnel, people have gone through it, they've started clicking they've ended up on the webpage and taken the survey, or have they? How did the results play out?
0: Well, this has been a really, really successful campaign. So the objective was for us to get double opt-in signups. And this was across that very specific target audience. And we actually increased double opt-ins by 66% in 12 months.
1: So just to clarify, double opt-in, they had to complete the survey, submit their email address and then click to receive the information from your client. Yeah, exactly that. And that is harder to achieve, isn't it? Because lots of people, it might go to their junk folder or they might decide, actually, I can't be bothered doing this double click business. I'll just leave it there. So 66% is a really fantastic result for double opt-in particularly.
0: Yeah, it's huge. And also you can imagine that a lot of people probably use Duff email addresses. So we're getting actually a very, very engaged user coming through this process. We also got the CPR, so the cost per result, down by 46% in the space of a year. And as an added bonus, the clients saw an increase in their mobile app downloads, which wasn't on our remit. But because the majority of traffic that we're sending the site is from mobile, we saw a spike in
1: app downloads as well, which was just brilliant. So what does that mean in terms of your client's business? Because obviously, they've had to make this decision to invest in the paid advertising and in your agency to provide the strategy and the support. And what has this meant for them, that 66% conversion rate?
0: Well, we're doing more and more for them these days. We've taken that from Instagram and Facebook. We're now running ads on TikTok, Snapchat. We're testing new audiences, testing new channels and placements. And that's just expanding everything that this client is able to do and provide for their surveys. It also makes their whole panel more valuable because the overall demographic of people that they can work with and present to their brands has been increased by us finding this hard to reach audience for them.
1: So I feel like the term gamification is bandied around a lot today, but this is a really great example of gamification, isn't it?
0: Yeah, 100%. But I don't want to alienate anyone that's nervous about making a game because like you said at the beginning, that sounds a little out of reach for some people. And I'd love if that does feel out of reach for you, if you're listening to this, please do go and look at the videos. I'll send the link to Nikki and all of the videos are on our website. And you'll see what I mean by it just being two images, one moving, one static. But at the same time, if you don't want to do a game, you can just do moving text and get people to tap and hold to land on a word that's relevant to your brand it could be information it could be a find out more kind of moving image what you just really want is a piece of video content that captures the attention of your user so Nikki and I can't come up with those examples for you because we don't know what is in your head. But I'm sure if you messaged us, we could have some thoughts.
1: Definitely. <laughs> message me, message me. I love the challenge. <laughs> I've seen
0: on your group, you know, on the Facebook group that you run, there's all this great kind of interaction of your ideas and things.
1: Yeah. So anyone listening, if you're not already a member of my free Facebook community, it is the Audience Growth Collective and you're very welcome to ask any questions in there or to DM either of us, as Kitty says. So you mentioned that this client, you're now working with them on TikTok as well, having started with Facebook and Instagram. What have you had to do differently on TikTok? And has it been quite an interesting learning curve? What's worked on there versus the other platforms?
0: Well, we're very new to TikTok for this particular client, but with TikTok generally we do take a very different approach. We've built up a few different TikTok accounts. We built up one personal brand to 14,000 in three months, one and a half million views on the content that we were posting. It's a much more authentic, much more creative space for kind of play. When we're talking about brands, we tend to discuss working with creators on the space and working with them and their content a sort of more of an influencer relationship. But with personal brands, it's very much a kind of try and find your niche and continue to post that content and the ad side of things, we're running another ad campaign, which we've been running a bit longer than the work we're doing for Maxi Miles, which is a recruitment campaign to recruit for this group of care homes. But because a lot of the people that would take that role or that they're looking for are younger, we thought, well, let's get that on TikTok. And I'll tell you that the conversion rate from TikTok traffic versus Facebook and Instagram is much higher. Once they get onto the landing page,
1: we see a higher conversion rate. So, more applications from TikTok. That is so interesting. I am on TikTok, but I'm using it to kind of explore. But it's certainly nothing like a focus for me in terms of my business right now. But I've been speaking to other people who have perhaps been able to grow a very large audience, like 20,000 plus, really quickly. They're getting really high views on their videos, but it's not converting into anything. That's organic. They're not doing paid ads. Is that something that your clients are reporting before they work with you?
0: Well, we have only taken on new TikTok accounts. We've only been building them from the ground. I haven't inherited any existing TikTok accounts. But yeah, I would take that approach. When we're working with a brand and they have a product... I would say we can sell that product through TikTok, like a skincare brand or um, fashion, because TikTok can integrate with Shopify. You can run specific shopping ads. You can shop directly through the platform. It's amazing for food, recipes, things like this. I think if it's a personal brand, I wouldn't ever expect that I would get leads from TikTok. I would expect that you can build a following from your personal brand But you do need to think about where you put your efforts. And I always say think about the platform in relation to your audience and your overall outcomes. I think if you were going to be running training for something, for example, I think that that could do well on TikTok for lead gen or signups or inquiries. Definitely that could do well because you basically want to find like your little niche, your audience, but it's very siloed, I would say, TikTok. I think if your personal brand is a very broad thing, like for me, it's general digital marketing. And I have personally found it difficult to focus on TikTok for my own objectives as Kitty Newman as Trapeze Media I put my efforts for my business and for my personal growth on LinkedIn because that is where I'm going to get a faster sale or make a more worthwhile connection but when I'm talking to someone who's trying to promote their book or someone who's trying to yeah, sell their new skincare product, 100% we can make that work on TikTok because you've got a broader audience, you're a much more specific niche and a specific interest, and you can really kind of silo your efforts into that little
1: network. So interesting.
0: It feels a bit weird to say that I wouldn't go on TikTok myself, even though I promote that as a service. It makes me feel quite vulnerable, to be honest, as a social media manager, as a person that runs a digital marketing agency. But I think it's actually very important for people to remember that you just don't need to be on everything because it exists. And I think it's far more valuable to have a smaller network in the right place than 100,000 followers on somewhere where you're not going to be getting that ultimate goal that you
1: need. I could not agree more. (laughs) As you were talking there, I'm like nodding my head, shaking my head, because I'm thinking, oh, people are just so tempted all the time. And I feel vulnerable saying that I'm not on TikTok as well sometimes. And also... I'm not immune to feeling tempted about wanting to go on to TikTok sometimes and give it a try because I feel like maybe as a marketing person, I should be on TikTok. But actually what you said there, that's always what I come back to as well. That's 100% true. And actually, if you were just going on every platform because it's there, that's not strategic. That's just you jumping on a bandwagon. So if you want to be strategic, whether you've got, data to back it up, or you just intrinsically know, like, you know that your audience is on LinkedIn, you'll know how many leads you've had from there, you'll know how many great conversations you've had there. And if you know that, then it's absolutely the right strategy to try and keep saying no to the platforms that are tempting you, those shiny objects.
0: And this, again, coming back to the topic of today is another reason why paid advertising is great, because you get those results that lead your strategy. So say you've got three pieces of content, three key messages, and you've got two objectives. You can see which of those three messages has impacted positively your objectives And I really wouldn't go into paid advertising with a short time frame in mind. You can work with any budget, like it's not exclusively for huge budgets, but you do need to step into it with a bit of a long term plan because it does take a bit of time to learn. The platforms themselves take time to learn where to show your ads and you yourself take time to learn How to actually use the platforms, first of all. So I would say think of it as a longer term strategy. Have some clear objectives in mind so that you know what works. Because if you don't have that at the beginning, you're not going to understand if it's been beneficial or not to you.
1: 100%. And have you worked with a service based business who have created a really fantastic freebie, a lead magnet, a download, whatever that may be? that has performed well, has resulted in a happy client for you?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have lots, actually, lots of times. And we follow that same structure. I mean, during the COVID times of being at home, we were doing a lot of those sorts of offers and free webinars and come to this talk, or we were doing lots of online experiences. And all of that, we were driving through paid advertising. Think of two that did do really well. And it did just follow that sort of Process. Currently, we're about to launch a new ad campaign for a skincare brand that follows this exact same journey. We've got a teaser video, which is like coming soon. This very exciting new organic skincare brand. Follow me, guys, on LinkedIn to be first to know when that launches. And yeah, that's exactly the model we're going to follow. Again, we're going to run that video view ad, we're going to see who engages. We're going to create a secondary audience and then we're going to send them a newsletter sign up ad, which is sign up here to be the first to know when this goes on sale. It's all small batch. There's a limited number of products at this stage. It's a very new brand. And yeah, we're going to just follow that same
1: model. And what about anyone who is running maybe a training business and wants to just drive traffic to a PDF download to try and build their mailing list? Have you seen anything work really well?
0: Yeah, I think it's all about the content and answering the right questions for your customer. Then once you've got those questions, you want to test a few of them because some will work much better than others. So it's about understanding the questions your customers are asking themselves. Then when you run your ad, you're speaking directly to those questions and answering them. Then they just can't
1: help but click and go through. 100%. You need to make it irresistible, don't you? Can't get enough of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Okay. So thank you so much for sharing the details of your Maxi Miles campaign and how you've managed to really take quite a simple but very creative approach and make sure that it gets really great results for your clients. What is next for your agency? Do you run ads for yourself or is it all relationship building? How are you going to be growing your business going forward?
0: Yeah, great question. We've actually got a lot of focus on two areas of our business at the moment. One, which is our training, which is specifically aimed at restaurant groups and business improvement districts to provide training for hospitality and tourism businesses in their area. And then we have the second side of the business, which is our retained services. So, on the training, we are developing ad copy and targeting ideas for running ads through Google. That's because our audience are so niche we're trying to think of the keywords that we want to be hitting for that sort of research piece and research period for that audience. So yeah, going to be testing those ads in the near future. Yeah, we're always testing different kind of advertising placements for our own campaigns and working out where our best and strongest leads come from.
1: Fantastic. So we can expect to hear more about the growth of Trapeze Media, as well as your clients in the near future. Yes, exactly, Nikki. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. Listeners, I would love to hear whether you are interested now, having heard the results that you can hope to achieve through paid advertising, or indeed, if you've already been running paid advertising, you can connect with me on Instagram, at Nikki Hutchison, as well as dropping me an email. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please remember to rate and review. Kitty, thank you so much for sharing so openly and also to your client, Maximiles, for being prepared to talk about the campaign that you've been running for them.
0: Thank you, Nikki, for having the podcast. And giving me this incredible
1: opportunity. (laughs) You are welcome. (laughs) On that note, I will see you tomorrow morning at 6am. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow at 6am. Thanks, Kitty. Take care. Thanks, Nikki. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. Again, it was jam-packed with information and I'd love to hear your key takeaways. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your entrepreneurial friends and leave me a review on wherever you catch your favourite podcasts. I'm back again next week with a solo episode sharing with you three ways you can use online communities to grow your audience. If you know me, then you'll know that I am a big advocate of being a joiner and sourcing and leveraging other people's communities to help you grow yours. And that's exactly what I'll be covering in next week's episode. So I hope to see you then.